So if you listen in the background, you might hear some strange noise. Want to tell us what that noise is? That's uh, my newborn son. Firstborn, first to my name, first to my wealth or my, my, or my debt, depending on how much he shits. It really does. It really drives like how much money I'm going to spend. But yes, my firstborn has arrived. Congratulations. Thank you. I thought you were giving out his like Game of Thrones name. <laughs> what a stormborn. My firstborn. Owner of my debt. <laughs> owner of my debt. <laughs> or cause of my debt. Yeah. No, I think cause of a greater whole. But yes, he has arrived and that's the reason why we have been on hiatus for a month now. Dan and you were out in, what's it? I was in California yeah, for you're a out bit. In Cal, yeah, you uh, Chicago for a bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to actually get back to recording. Um, whatever shall we talk about? There's a lot of shit that we can touch on. I feel like there's like the Leafs talk and all yeah. that, but I know a lot of uh, a couple of our viewers or listeners don't actually want to hear about that, so we'll save that for the last bit. Oh yeah, in case so you know they you know they can go through that whole bit, and then at the very end, that's when we can give a little love to JT. JT, yeah. So um, let's talk about your boy. How has how has life been the last two and a half weeks? May I remind you, you are being recorded right now. <laughs> no, it's cool. I think I think my significant other knows exactly how I feel, or majority of it in terms of my feeling. Well, we had Derek and Wilson on our our cast, our last pod, mm-hmm. and they're telling us all this stuff that went through. I think. It sounds like a lot of times when people give you the expectation of being mm-hmm. a newborn, like a new father, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's got to be rough, but they don't tell you when it's going to be rough yeah. and what part. And it seems to be a common theme afterwards. It's just like, you know, after the whole, you know, labor and the whole pushing thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that part was easy. And of course you did nothing. <laughs> yeah, I did nothing, right. but <laughs> that was crazy. Like, just, I'm not sure if you know. But I guess I'll do do a recap. She basically oh, went geez, drug the play by play. No, no, oh, no. She, she went drug free. <laughs> okay, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's impressive. <laughs> I always kind of, I don't troll her, but you know, when we play volleyball <laughs> stuff, I can I can tell that sometimes, or I'm an ass where I kind of push her a little bit. Yeah, tell her, you know, you can push yourself a little more. You can play through the pain. You know, she, I think basically I can't say shit to her anymore. Do you know she was saving up her power reserves like an anime character <laughs> right for this moment? I know. And yeah, it's that's a blur there, but the moment when they come out, yeah, it's I didn't cry. I thought I would end up crying, but I actually didn't cry. Are you gonna cry now? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was more like the moment. <laughs> Maybe 15 minutes prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you, you see someone go through the whole pushing part. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you can't do shit. Yeah. Like, uh, me and you yeah. in that situation wouldn't mm-hmm. be able no, to do anything. No, just you. Just me. But I mean, like, in the future, <laughs> for yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, when, when you're in that situation. What do you even do? Because I know on TV, you know, the dad is there. He's, like, holding the hand. Like, push, honey, push. Like, bitch. Your words are not going to help her push. She knows what she got to do. Yeah. Like, for me, I was there, yeah, holding her hand. Yeah. And it's just like, 
I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. All the all all the midwives and the nurses mm-hmm. there, they're like giving her all these like positive vibes. Mm-hmm. But I know because yeah, I'm married to her mm-hmm. that she's not she. She ain't cool like that. If yeah. I tell her something, I'm like giving her some positive vibe. She's gonna turn to me and say, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be there. I'm just a silent support. Yeah. You know, I'm a silent strong type. You that's, know, that's all I am in that situation. Men typically do show their love through actions and not words, or like, you know, basically giving motivational speech or whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna bust on there and be, "Oh, you can do this." Blah yeah. blah blah. But, I mean, in the pushing time, it's like you can see where it's, she's so frustrated to a point where she's been pushing 30 minutes mm-hmm. and just like, you can't, it's, it's like you can't get over the hump, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're going up the hill and then you end up sliding back. It's just like, you just have to go back, you know. Oh shit, the imagery. Yeah, the imagery. Oh, I can't. <laughs> this podcast is done. <laughs> But it's, it's just breaking over the barrier. But it's just like when when you see someone kind of struggle so hard on it, it's like crap. You're you're in, you're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Not, not me, but I mean, yeah. she is in the thick of it. Right. The only way that she can get out is all on her own yeah. at this point. So I think that's when I actually probably teared up when I saw her tear up. Yeah, because it's just like I know it's so frustrating for her, and it's just like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. More so than the moment when they, you know, my child came. I know, like, Wilson said, like, he had tears when, mm-hmm. when you know, his daughter came along. But for me, I guess it's my mind was a different stage where I, yeah. I kind of had that mm-hmm. appreciation. Afterwards, when it come, when, when he came out, it's just, like, all happiness. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of forget, forget everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, she forgot everything in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's all pure adrenaline at that point. But that's an easy part. We thought we had a chill baby. We thought we had like a Wilson baby. Oh, like a, yeah, like a Wilson baby. Like a Wilson baby, the first day and a half, and then day two and three, it was like fucking nightmarish. Like midnight, from like midnight or one a.m. until friggin' six in the morning, it was just crying all night, and you can't do shit about it. Mm. Or I can you can't. Do, I can't yeah. do anything. But even Sarah couldn't do anything because we're like so new. We don't know if he's eating enough mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's just those were the hardest nights. And then afterwards, once you get kind of used to it, and then you figure out what the problem was. Luckily, mm-hmm. it was just because he wasn't latching on in the feeding process. Mm-hmm. So it's causing him like crazy distress. And babies are stupid because mm-hmm. they can't think of anything. You can get milk in a spoon and pour it down. Yeah, you know, you can like waterboard the crap out of him. Oh, and shit. he still can't drown. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to breathe, breathe with, his, yeah. with his mouth. So it's just, it's yeah. stuff like that. But afterwards, it kind of cooled down and it's been chill. Before we started recording, I was talking to uh, talking to your wife about it. Um, and she mentioned this thing like tongue-tied. He was tongue-tied. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I, I What is that? It's like uh, hair. Please. <laughs> this is a family show. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> no, like, she doesn't have a tongue tie. I have yeah. a tongue tie. And, you know, I'm very self-conscious on the fact that, like, when I speak, mm-hmm. there's, like, uh, certain words I can't say properly. Yeah, like what? Uh, I don't know. Like, there, there's some stuff that, say, like, if I'm speaking or talking quickly, mm-hmm. there's times where I kind of slur my speech. Okay. And all this, like, 
throughout my entire like life, I thought that's just because mm. you know English is my second language. Even though mm. I was born here and yeah. such, it's just like if I took Spanish, yeah. I can or Spanish. I, I'm just trolling you. I know you do it. Yeah. Well, that's just Fuck you. That, that's 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 just you. That's I know. just who you. I didn't know that you know it was actually a thing. Yeah, until I didn't, yeah, Sarah I didn't, told me. I didn't even know it was a yeah. thing until our midwife told yeah. me told us that like. Uh, my kid had yeah. tongue tied. You're not going to go and get a procedure done. No, there's no point. It's, it's like, crazy. It's like muscle memory. I right? would not even know you. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll still sound the same. Yeah, but why? Like it basically, when you like, I grew up my entire life. Yeah. you know, speaking the way I speak. Yeah. Like we saw the lactation yeah. specialist. She's yeah. tongue tied as well. Oh, and she said, mm. yeah, yeah, she yeah. said. Because, like, in our generation, I'm not sure if you were bottle fit or... I have no idea. That is a question for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you see your mom. But yeah. um, I was bottle fit. So, mm-hmm. being a bottle baby, being tongue-tied is not mm-hmm. an issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it, it restricts your tongue in terms of, like, how much movement it can move yeah. back. You can't touch the back of your teeth and stuff. Yeah. Because it's, the tongue, tongue-tied is basically holding down the tongue. And then there are certain, you know, reasons why you'd want free tongue movement. this is not a family show what are you drinking there um are you trying to like plug some more craft brewery yeah but it kind of links to uh, the usage of your tongue there this is a plump and unfiltered juicy ass (laughs) (laughs) by fly monkey yes (laughs) It's yeah. delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, you see how I'm, I'm pushing this whole yeah. Ontario crop brewery, trying to get that advertisement money. Maybe one day. <laughs> but but yeah, so yeah, the the lactation specialist mm-hmm. was saying, oh, she has a tongue tie. Mm-hmm. And because she's white, her family was rich oh. enough to put her through like speech therapy. Right. So it kind of trains you in a way so she wouldn't speak with a lisp mm-hmm. or she wouldn't store her speech because she's like more like actively thinking on how to speak mm-hmm. with yeah. your tongue because it's like if you're doing something just to say say it it's like my something something yeah that's, oh that's, you're driving people nuts right now yeah now now, now that <laughs> I mentioned it yeah it's over mm-hmm. um so it's not like I can't speak mm-hmm. yeah it's just <laughs> there there's an actual reason why like my speech is like how it is my my perspective has now changed yeah so it's just like a lot of like shit that happened you know when you grow up you realize that oh fuck it's not because you fucked up yeah it's just because it's, it's just that's part the of way it that's, is. that's the way it is so even if, if i do the procedure now yeah i'm so used to doing it this way it's harder for for me to correct yeah. it but it would free up your tongue <laughs> you know for like licking popsicles and shit i don't know dude i was like no popsicles <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, like at nighttime, like that's the hardest part. Hmm. But again, it's I say hardest part with quotation marks because yeah. I'm not the one staying up at night because I, you know, I can't do anything yeah. besides being like moral being support. there moral support, Chuck, and just Chuck, yeah, Chuck. just to be there. Yeah. But I I start going back to work anyway, so it's mm-hmm. you know it didn't make sense for two of us to be dead tired during the day. So, Unless your partner wants to see you suffer at the same time as them. <laughs> yeah. No, she's... I gotta imagine there's couples out there like that. Yeah. Uh, no, she's she's good. She's good to me. So I can't complain. 
Um, besides that, like what Derek said, all, all they do at this stage is just eat, sleep, shit, burp, and that's it. I heard he shits a lot. I heard you went through, you go through 20 diapers in a day. Yeah, man. Holy crap, this dude. That is insane. I'm like, dude, why are you, f-? like, it's just explosive diarrhea. Not diarrhea, it's just Fuck. like, you're, you're just holding him, and all of a sudden it's just boom. Bam, right there. Like, no, f- no inhibitions whatsoever. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the professional production that we are, we are now recording with the phone on top of a pack of diapers. This <laughs> yeah. is a pack of 44 diapers. You're telling me that half of this is gone in one day. Yeah, that's pretty much that what is, it is. That is fucking ridiculous. Now, for for us, we decide to use reusable diapers. Gross. So cloth. So cloth diapers. Yeah. yeah. And do you need to wear the Breaking Bad hazmat suit in order to, like, take these out? No, like, no, it's not that. It's not that bad. The oh, umbilical cord, that shit stank. Oh, no. Man, every single time when, when his umbilical cord was still on, yeah. it hasn't fallen off yet, that thing was, they, they say it's like a, it's a, it's a dying piece of like organ. Yeah. And it's just right there. And I, I believe it because when I was checking his diaper, I'm like, I'm not sure if he took a shit because it stinks up oh in there. Oh my God. That's like having a zoo animal around all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically have a baby. Oh yeah. Basically a baby is like a zoo animal. See, I don't know how we made it as a species because think about it. If, if we have to be living in a friggin' jungle with all these predators, with a goddamn baby crying all the damn time, yeah. there's no way of hiding. There's yeah. there's no stealth. We're dead. That fucking leopard is right around the corner, and yeah. you were just like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just smother them for a bit. You just hand it off, man. You're yeah. just like, here, take the baby. Yeah. I'll make another one. I mean, you watch a cartoon like The Jungle Book, and you, you got, like, what, Mowgli? Or yeah, yeah, I think it's Mowgli. Like... Dead. Would have been dead. Yeah. There's no way, man. Yeah. Just, what was he like? Jungle Book is stupid. Powder wolves out in like... The jungle? Yeah, in the jungle. I don't know, man. With, with a tiger. And a bear. And a, yeah. <laughs> that shit didn't make any sense. <sighs> Moving along, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff happened through like the last, what, month? Mm-hmm. We had the whole Thai rescue. Yeah. You know, the Thai boys... I know in our, our guys group chat that we have going on, for the longest time, I was like, I was on the side of let them die. And now what side are you on? I still think if it was any harder, let them die. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like, you got to take sometimes take the utilitarian approach. Yeah. Like, these boys are trapped in there. And you had a real-life message sent to you when this Navy former Navy SEAL goes in there. He doesn't come out alive. Yeah. Right? Then you have to say, okay, hold the fucking phone. How many people are we sending here to go to their death to save these kids? Yeah, that's, that's the part I can get over. Like, yeah. When do you say, when is it enough? Yeah. Like, but then, like... You think about all the media attention that's on it. It was it was too late. Once the Western media got a hold of it, it was too late. You yeah. had to do everything you can to save those kids. Now at that point, I bet you the Thai government was basically uh, basically crossing their fingers for something to happen globally, like a, like a miracle. Yeah. Not not that. Like I mean, yeah. something to divert the attention of their oh, prices, like some sort of nuclear attack or another volcano or something like. Yeah, or like Kim Jong Un meeting yeah. up with like Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, something crazy like that, right? But yeah. 
I, I personally thought like when you actually see what happened or how they got their kids out, I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, this, you guys made such a big deal of that, you know, not nothing, but yeah. like it's, it was a very, the, the methods were very basic. Yeah. It's very, keep it simple, stupid. We got to see everyone do their posturing during that time. We saw Donald Trump do his posturing when the rescue mission was underway, talking about how, you know, the U.S. Um, military was involved and they sent engineers and stuff and they were all, they were all uh, heavily involved. Then you had Elon Musk, like the Bruce Wayne of real life. <laughs> Like, coming with all these inventions to say that he would save these kids. Yeah. Um, I don't think they ever got to build anything that was actually practical to save the kids. But... But wasn't... Weren't they saying, like, oh, time time was the essence? Yeah. Basically, like, they got to do something. Like, if, say, the whole water pumping didn't work, Mm -hmm. would they still tell Elon Musk to fuck off? They probably... (sighs) They probably take the weakest kid yeah. and be like, you know what, fuck yeah. it, let's let's give it a shot. But here's the thing, though, like, do you allow Elon Musk to go in there with his his whack ass crazy inventions and then hope to God that his inventions don't kill somebody? Like, are you willing to take okay, that? But are you willing to roll that dice? Okay, let's say like, if you don't use Elon Musk yeah. Musk technology, yeah, ninety percent death. Yeah, but if you use it, eighty percent death. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, one way you could probably like bury that story. It'd be like, oh, it was too risky. We were we were just trying to figure out how to get them out. We didn't want to take any chances. The other way, it's like, yeah, we trusted his submarine, and yeah. that ship blew up, and everyone died. Yeah, but I mean, Elon Musk could have just been like, yeah, it's too hard. That's impossible. Like, I can't come up with tech. That's not in his vocabulary, man. Yeah. So. I see where everyone's talking shit about it, but that's that's typical, like, the internet, the trolls out there. Yeah. Like, if you do something, you know, people are going to talk shit about you. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it, they're going to talk shit about you. So it was like a lose-lose situation for him anyways. There was that one guy, I think he was a, either military or foreign military, that talked shit to Elon Musk afterwards. Yeah. I forget who he was, but uh, Elon Musk, like, just fired back at him, called that guy a pedophile. <laughs> like, on Twitter... And then he had to like reel that back and say and apologize. Like, you know, people got all heated and political over those tie those tie kids. Yeah, which after they got out, no one no one cares. Like, yeah, have you heard about? I mean, I heard that they were doing okay and all of them were okay and that was it. I saw a couple stories about how they had to handle fame. Uh, they were being coached on. Okay, now you're out. Everyone's going to give you attention, but like this is what your life's going to be like now. Yeah, that's, they that's had, what your life is going to be like for two days. They then, had warnings from the Chile, the Chilean miners. Oh, Jesus. Like, they were like, your life might, like, go to shit after this. Based on all the attention you're going to get, you might get depressed and shit. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't know. I just... I still think it's ten... Was it ten lives? Mm-hmm. If you can save them, save them. Yeah. But it turned into such a like international event, yeah. That I don't know, I, I just don't get it yeah. in terms of like the money, the effort that was put in. I'm like, 
yo, I don't know how much the government, like the U.S. government, put in there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, look at your backyard, man. Check, yeah. check yourself. Check. Stay in your yeah. lane, bro. Oh, you think so, huh? Hey, how many kids are at home not even having food and shit? And now you're sending your like Navy SEALs, yeah. You know, propelling, you know, sending all those like supplies over yeah. there. Yo, take care of your shit. The Americans, it's it's such a a, a weird country. I know other countries are like this too. It's not just the United States. The United States is the one that we hear the most about, but they spend so much on military. Yeah. Uh, yet, I mean, just ask the people in Flint, Michigan. They turn on their fucking tap. The water is fucking brown. They cannot is it do still anything. Brown, I think it is. Go ask the people of Puerto Rico. Hey, do you have any power in your house? Yeah, but the Puerto Ricans don't pay 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 tax. But they're still like a U.S. territory. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. They don't vote. Yeah, they don't have to vote because they're not... Yeah, they don't pay tax. So, they get an appointed... I think they get an appointed leader or whatever, but... I mean, it's it's the U.S. responsibility to help them. Yeah. Not even help them. What am I even trying to say? You're not helping them like they're a foreign country. They are your country. They are you. Yeah. You're not helping them. You're helping your own people. Yeah. But the U.S. don't like to help their own people. They don't like to help people who are brown. <laughs> <laughs> who are on the wrong shade of things. Yes. I guess, but that's what I'm saying, man. Like, they spend all this resource mm-hmm. on 10 people. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, kids are the future, but yeah, look around. There's a lot of kids. There is a lot of kids. The world is actually overpopulated. Yeah. I mean... Had they died in the cave, it would have been pretty sad. But they would have been immortalized. Yeah. You know? The tie, the tie 10. <laughs> I feel like a lot of, like, female listeners right now are yeah. probably, like, saying, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Yeah, I mean, in a way, I, I agree with you. In a way, I, I kind of don't. I knew that they had a gun to their head. They had to rescue them. They, they can't not at that point. Um, but you don't play with people's lives, right? You have to make sure that you are prepared to accept all, basically, you have to have a high probability of getting them out. God, like, man, I just don't get it. Like that dude died. Yeah, <laughs> that one professional but, like diver but died, was, man. But was that on him? I mean, professional or not, right? I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, how are they gonna live? Do they care? I, I don't know. Do they even know? Yeah. What are they gonna do? Like, imagine someone died to save your life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus died to save my life. <laughs> Does Jesus? <laughs> I guess, but I mean, like, I don't think oh, Jesus even knew Jesus. there were Chinese people. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, like, how do you live up to that? You, you really can't. Um, right? Like, shit. Jeez, thanks. Um, you know. Yeah. I, I just think that's that's gonna blow over like all news nowadays. Everything's gotta blow over, and we're not gonna talk about it. Hell, we might be the last people on this entire yeah. world just talking about because you know we're friggin' late on we, our pod. You know, we usually are late on almost everything, so I mean that's no surprise. Yeah, but we 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 shine the light on the topic at least one more time. Yeah, we give it the encore it deserves. Yeah, we bring it back. We bring back that dead horse and beat it one last time <laughs> yeah. before it goes to the glue factory. Yeah. So I was thinking throughout the day of topics I want to bring up, and one of the topics 
Or one one item that I want to just throw out there is edible arrangements. Okay. That shit is the most fucking pointless waste of money ever. So for people who don't know what edible arrangements is, please describe it. It's, I believe, it is most likely a white idea. Okay. So correct a, me. A red idea I'm, or a white idea? A white idea. Okay. So not my. That was a tongue tie. Yeah. <laughs> um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna overgeneralize and okay. say it's most likely created by a soccer mom who's white okay. and decided that this is an amazing idea because I do not want to send a bouquet of flowers to yeah. to someone. Why don't I send a bouquet of fruits? <laughs> Fuck the fruits. You know what? Let's jack up the price and mark yeah. it up and let's slice these. Fucking cantaloupes and stuff. Put it on a damn stick. Yeah. Put it in a basket and let's mark it up by seventy-five. You know, three times its worth. Wow. A damn bouquet uh, edible arrangement was like fifty something dollars. That is insane. And were you on the receiving end, or did you buy one? There is no fucking way in hell I would ever <laughs> buy an edible arrangement for anyone. <laughs> I was on a receiving end, no. and this story all ties back to you. Okay. I recently got my mortgage renewed. Oh no! And <coughs> yes, you introduced me to the broker. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a nice gesture. I, yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah. I mean, he was better off yeah. sending me like two movie passes. You know what? Like that. I'm just mad because I didn't get one. Yeah, but you probably yeah. got something better. Do I reveal what I got? You probably got a gift card. I got a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. I got a bottle of wine, too. Yeah. What? I could have gotten an edible arrangement as well? <laughs> <laughs> what no, did I do wrong? No, no. I, he, he sent the edible arrangement because he knew, like, why uh, we're expecting our kid. Yeah. So and he sent it uh, two weeks after the, my kid arrived. And then he wanted you to throw that fruit in the blender and blend it and turn it into baby food. <laughs> Dude, it was it was freaking sitting there. I was like, "What is this?" First of all, <laughs> could have just given me again a twenty dollar gift card. Yeah. Hell, actually, it's again, it's a good yeah. gesture. It's nice. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm not hating on you for getting it. Yeah. No, I'm hating on you for getting it because yeah. that stupid idea. Exists. He is not going to listen to this. I know, but it's the fact that there's a stupid idea that's out there. Yeah, and uh, they're actually making. I don't know if they're making... They, they must be They probably money. are. They're still they're, doing it. They're probably buying, like, reduced groceries. Yeah. And then chopping it up into, like, slices. And then just putting it on a stick. And then selling it back up. A reduced cantaloupe is probably, yeah. like, 49 cents. Mm-hmm. Cut that up. One bouquet of, like, edible arrangement has, like, four slices of cantaloupe. Yeah. Even if that reduced cantaloupe was, like, half rotten away. Slice that up. It's 25 cents. So what else is in this edible arrangement basket? Edible... Pineapples. Pineapple's good. No, but that pineapple was in a ripe, so oh, it's fucking sour and If it pale. was mostly honeydew, then we'd have a problem. Yeah, it's honeydew. Fuck. And grapes. Oh, okay, I love grapes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, man, that's... I don't know, I just think that's the stupidest thing that ever happened, and only white yeah. people find that amazing. I mean... I have never seen any person of color. Oh, wow. Ever... POC. Yeah, ever yeah. ever walk in and say, that is nice. <laughs> I saw it one time, yeah. and I was like, that's stupid. That's fucking waste. Now, yeah. what are you going to do? It's a freaking 
fridge waste there, yeah. like the space. Yeah. Like, I guess you can take it off. Actually, yeah. yeah. My wife told me to, do, you to gotta take leave, it a piece. You, you got to leave it out for the fruit flies to have at it and, <laughs> like, you know, procreate on top of it. Yeah. Well, they yeah. cut it up. Yeah. So you have to eat it on on the same day. Yeah. What if I don't want to fucking eat, like, a bouquet of, like, <laughs> fruits on that day? Oh, shit. But anyway, I guess we're not getting them as a sponsor. <laughs> Fuck edible arrangement. That's Man. the biggest waste of thing. We're going to turn into, like, almost like a Bill Burr situation. You just alienate all your sponsors by <laughs> making jokes about them. I remember the one you talked about, Sherry's Berries. Yeah. It was, like, the chocolate-covered, like, strawberries and stuff. Yeah. There were chocolate-covered stra- uh, oh, chocolate strawberries on that, too. He started talking about, like... The- the ones dipped in black and um, regular milk chocolate, and the ones dipped in like white chocolate. Yeah, and, like putting little like Ku Klux Klan hoods on like the <laughs> white ones and stuff. They dropped them as a sponsor the next week. <laughs> <laughs> was that part of his ad read? It was part of his ad read. <laughs> but like, you know him. He he tries to like make it interesting so people don't fast forward and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I understand it. For us, we have no sponsors, and I think that streak is going to continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's 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 one of the items I wanted yeah. to bring up. Oh shit! You got a grudge with the edible arrangement people, dude. That's a waste, man. It's a waste of thing. So like, what would they do if they heard and they wanted to say sorry to you? Would they send you another basket? No, I, I think they should <laughs> just shut down the business. <laughs> no one wants a fucking edible. Edible arrangements, man. Uh, you think about, like, you know, the person that actually has to cut up the, the fruit and put it on the sticks. You know, they were making minimum wage. You know, they just got a pay increase. Yeah. You know, they got to jack up the price of that. Their fucking markup is enough to cover that. That profit margin probably just lost by 20%. That's about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean... Okay. <laughs> like, in the office environment. Mm. You know how, like, when there's office meetings and afterwards there's, like, food? The yeah. food vultures will come out. Yeah. When you see the edible arrangement, would you touch that shit? I mean, it's so pretty to look at. Why would I want to destroy it? I'm just joking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know someone's hands were like manhandling that shit to even put it on the sticks in the first place, right? So it's like... They'll they'll be wearing gloves, but I I think the only thing nice I got of, of it was that blue basket sitting over there on my counter. Perfect for Easter egg hiding. When your kid is like three or four, I'm planning ahead for you. I think what the next step in the cannabis culture is, they need to come up with edible arrangements, the good kind of edibles. Oh, shit. This is a historic moment. Yes. That, that you know what, edible arrangements probably going to listen to this and they're yeah. going to get into that business <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. But that's my only grudge Yeah. this month. I think there's... It's a brand new month. Yeah. We got plenty of grudges left to go. Yeah. So what's new with you? What I need to do is build up more grudges. Man, you're kind of putting me on the spot, man. I did not, I did not prepare for this at all. You I just <laughs> thought I would just roll up here and just listen to you talk for 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just living my life. Living the best life? Uh, sometimes your best self... Sometimes your worst self is your best self. All right? Um, I'm just living life. Don't put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just living my life. Um, it's, it's mostly work for me at this point. Um, I recently got a promotion at work, so 
now I'm expected to manage people. So there's uh, there's more more at stake now. Now that we do these podcasts, I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, some of my my senior management knows I do this, but like I told them I would, I'll never release this to you ever. Didn't you release it to all those other coworkers that got let go? Um, I can't imagine what grudge they would have against my company and me to release this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they still listen, but um, yeah, it's kind of like. Now I'm going to be expected to manage somebody for the first time in my life. Oh, you got? Are you, are you hiring already or are you hired? Um, right now, I'm still waiting for a damn HR department to approve my requisition yeah. and post the damn job posting. Yeah, so like, actually in my workplace, we're, we're, we're looking for someone new, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what you do and what I do is different. Mm-hmm. And well, completely different because mm-hmm. I'm in... I mean, I deal with numbers. You deal with like the business. Side I deal with things. numbers as well. But the, the, <laughs> the I open you do up my Excel numbers. spreadsheets. <laughs> Everyone does that. Yeah. They got to pretend they're working while they scan. They serve. Do you remember when Excel used to turn into like this like flight simulator game? No. Uh, back in the day, you used to be able to like enter some code or some shit, yeah. and uh, Excel would turn into like this basic flight simulator. It was really cool. Shit, I wonder if it works though. I doubt it. It's like, I imagine it's like those Google games where every yeah. day there's a new game that happens. And sometimes, like, it's like they had the Pac-Man thing going on for a while. Oh, yeah. During the anniversary. That burned, like, a good 45 minutes of my work day one day. Shit, man. Like, <laughs> I don't think... I mean, back in the day, it was like, on your computer, it was Solitaire and Minesweeper. <laughs> and, and the Excel Flight Simulator. And that was it. Yeah, can you imagine working back, like... I can't even say like 15 years ago because we were, we started working 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's not even that long ago. Like 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah, 20, 20, 25. Yeah. Dude, there's like no internet. There's no cell phones. Yeah. Like Everything. F- you actually had to fucking work for nine, nine to five. Yeah. No, you'd listen to your, your disc man or your walk man. Yeah, but, um, we, but we already listened to our like podcast podcasts and, like, and stuff music. right now. Yeah. But imagine if I, yeah, this man, you, you're yeah. not going to carry your CD collection. Yeah. <laughs> Would you actually, like, crack open a book and, like, read it? I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, what the hell are you doing at work? Yeah, you're no. probably having a lot more, like, water cooler conversations. Yeah, for sure. And you're probably doing a lot more type. You're, you're typing on your typewriter. Yeah. And you fucking, like, hit a typo and you're like, fuck. Yeah. You got to retype the whole thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, there were probably a lot more office romances going on when there was no internet. Like, yo, no you know, one can people keep track, yo. People flirting their ass off, like, at the water cooler in the kitchen or whatever. Dude, yeah, there's, like, shit that can go down, you know? No one's taking yeah. a picture of that. Yeah, there was no they're... social media. These yeah. are the good old days. Yeah, no trace, no nothing. Now it's, like, the world's so sensitive. And, like, I'm probably going to have to go through some sort of sensitivity training at some point and learn how to be an actual manager. Oh, I thought you were just going to be an actual man. <laughs> I need to support some people's feelings and stuff. And I'm not I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're not going to hire a girl? Uh, I don't know. Come on. I'm going to hire the most qualified candidate, of course. Right. Well, back to, to the point of this. Yeah. It's more like, because we're hiring... I don't have to make I don't have to make that decision on mm-hmm. who to hire, but sometimes I hear about the candidates and such, especially in accounting. You can have a wide range. You can have someone that's kind of starting out new, mm-hmm. 
and then you can also have someone that's really experienced mm -hmm. that's like older say like our our parents age or something mm -hmm. like late 50s 60s so the dilemma is like what would you do like as a hiring manager if you're put in that situation mm -hmm. for me I'm, I'm happy I don't have to make that decision yeah because I can see like both sides like I can see myself like 30 years from now well actually I'm hoping to not work in 30 <laughs> years but if I was in that position 30 years from now and trying to get this position because I want to move up and climb mm -hmm. like man imagine jumping into that mindset like you're freaking 60 and you have to interview with for 30, someone in yeah. there that's 30 30 yeah to make a decision on your on your mm -hmm. life moving forward for the next couple of years yeah that must suck. Yeah. And then I can understand also giving a chance to like a new grad or someone that's a little fresher mm -hmm. and giving them that, you know, opportunity to, you know, take yeah. off. Like, what would you do? Shit. Like, you got to see potential in that new grad. Like, I can build this person up. It all depends on, <clears throat> on the situation. Like, if you need a hired gun to go in there and actually do that shit, yeah. maybe that, you know, 50 or 60-year-old is the right person to do that. Yeah. They just come in, do the job. They're not, like, ambitious looking like, take your job or something. They're just, they're just a hired gun. Yeah. They come in, do it, and leave. Uh, on, the other, on the other end, you've got, like, the youngin coming in wanting to prove themselves, right? Or do you take that risk and hire that young person that hasn't had much experience yeah, like they could like monumentally fuck up everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking at on on, on a very like pragmatic way, like yeah. how you would make the decision. But those are two polar opposites. Yeah. What I'm most concerned about is like the the proximity. Like you know, uh, we're in our early 30s. If yeah. I were to hire someone who say like late 30s, like 40. Yeah. And like that person is looking at you all bitter and shit. Be like, how is this person my superior? I should be superior. Why yeah. should I listen to you? I should be where you are right now. Yeah, you know that shit happens all the time, mm -hmm. especially with uh, how it changes. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if I if I ever get into that position, yeah. it'd be kind of weird. And actually, even thinking about it right now is kind of depressing. Imagine like being in stuck in that guy's kind of position. Because yeah. sometimes it's like it's great to climb when you're young mm -hmm. and you get up to say like you're jumping from like a junior. And all of a sudden, you're like yeah. a manager and you know, you're a COO or something mm -hmm. before you even hit 35. Where else can you go, man? That's pretty much it. Like, I mean, you're not owning that company, right? Yeah, but like, <clears throat> if you make that move, say <clears throat> that company, you know, <clears throat> if they fired you or let you yeah. go, or that company just yeah. freaking crash and burn. Yeah. Dude, you're going out there. Yeah, and you are a COO or you're, you're a C-level C executive, but you may not really be in reality. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I am right now. I'm I am a director right now, but like any other company, I move. I am a director in like a major corporation. Yeah. I'm taking a step down. I'm taking a haircut. Yeah, but like pay scale as well. Yeah, so like <clears> that's that's a situation of what's happening with that uh, mm -hmm. the older guy that we mm -hmm. were candidate that yeah. we had interviewed and you know, back in his country, he was like a COO or yeah. something like that. And then he kind of immigrated over to Canada mm -hmm. about 12 years ago. And ever since then, he's taken such a major step back. That is, he is this a real person? It's a real person. All right. yeah. <laughs> I was just like... I thought this was theoretical. No, no, it's not yeah. theoretical. When yeah. I heard about it, I'm like, oh, fuck. That's typically like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. When, when I think about it, when I when they present me with these kind of dilemmas, I'm like, mm -hmm. I can see both sides. Like... You, 
don't know, a part of me wants to like give that guy a chance and not give that guy a chance. He's had multiple chances. You know he's yeah. got to do his shit, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're think, you're looking at your, your team fit. You're like, you know, our team's young. Yeah. You know, youngish. Like, did you throw that dil- the dy- dynamic out the window? Yeah. Because no matter what you say, a 50-something-year-old is not going to, you know, speak the same thing as what, like, a late 20-year-old is speaking. Right. Even for, for myself, like being a new father and all it's like i can see where that is mm-hmm. but there's still that gap right that mm-hmm. life experience right there yeah i mean i think about it in a sports analogy way you know you got that wily veteran that like career veteran you got that patrick marlowe yeah you want to bring that patrick marlowe in there and you want to put him on a line with mitch marner and help him grow okay right um I mean, but then, and then again, you know, I'm, I'm backtracking now. I'm going to backpedal. <laughs> like, a sports environment is like, you know, a bunch of bros hanging out. Yeah. Right? You know, that 40-year-old can, like, Dude, act all bro-ish and shit. Yeah, you're playing the... You're playing a game for millions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't make any sense at all. Not that you turn back. Yeah, can you imagine, like, if we were, say, how we made the NHL? Yeah. We're probably tail end of our career at this point. Dude, our, careers, our careers would be done for sure. Yeah, we'd probably we be like be, a brand impressed or something. We would be those like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zach Boychuk. Yeah. Like be on like 10 teams in one year. Yeah. <laughs> Former first rounder. Yeah. <laughs> but could not make it with Sidney Crosby. Could not make it on a line with Sidney. Sidney would know, be like, banking pucks off you and into the net. <laughs> <laughs> but look at David Perron, man. The same deal. Same deal, but now he's a, over a point per game player. Holla! Yeah, he got paid though. Yeah, he got paid decent amount. Um, yeah, like I imagine it's probably pretty easy. Actually, no, it's not easy when you actually talk to like a nineteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. They're dumb as fuck. Yeah, they are. I mean, the, the the gap in vocabulary and life experience is pretty major, even for someone who's like in the early twenties, like twenty-three, twenty-four. Yeah, like. They talking about shit be lit, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't use that word. Yeah, whatever happened to being wasted? <laughs> yeah. um, dude, that's like, that's true. Language is yeah. what like age you. you yeah, stop, dude, that's people dropping, dude. Yeah, like, you, that's us, man. You rolling in that cafeteria, be like, yo, that shit's so boss, dog. And then no one knows what you're talking about. Come on. Yeah. They're like, where's the dog? Where's the boss? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for my situation, I'm really giving it some consideration because I know kind of, I don't want to hire someone who's never done the job before. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want to hire someone that's going to be like, I don't want to listen to you because yeah. I'm older than you. Yeah. And like, I've been doing this for a number of years. Who made you director? Like, I have to really pick it. I have to be really picky. Yeah. I need someone who has the ability to not... Like, a new grad probably wouldn't work. Yeah. But someone maybe a few years younger, uh, a few years younger than I am might work. Mm-hmm. Just so they're kind of... They're moldable. They're yeah. not stuck in their ways, but they're not completely, completely fresh. You know, it's, it's strange to say, like, yeah. no, this is not, like, by no means an offense to you. It's just because like oh, me. no, no. It's Do just because it. we're, we're good friends. Like I can't imagine you being say like 
like a manager type to, to, to manage someone because yeah. you're, you're probably pretty chill with them, right? Uh, like, you've had, like, co-op students before yeah. working for you, and you, you guys become buds and friends, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that particular situation was a challenge, and, like, that person's personality was, is still a challenge. Yeah. Like, that doesn't change. Um, this is different. I wasn't responsible for that person. I am now responsible for this this new person. Yeah. So I have to make damn sure that it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have a really tough interview process. It's gonna be it's gonna be scary. Yeah. It's gonna be disappointing when I get those first candidates that don't know shit. Yeah. And I tell them, "You're missing these five things. Like, how do you explain that?" And yeah. then they just start crying in the interview. Yeah, man. <laughs> I've done interview like one one time back. Back in another role, mm-hmm. and sitting on the other side, mm-hmm. I've always thought like, "Oh yeah, it'd be so cool to be the interviewer." Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to having to make that decision on the other side, and you're like looking at it, you're, uh, I see it beyond mm-hmm. like the resume. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, "Am I fucking up this person? Like, if I don't give this person a chance, right?" Yeah, but and then you're like rejecting these other people. Obviously, everyone has their own story. Yeah, so. I'm just glad I don't yeah. have to do any of that shit. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're lucky from that perspective. You don't have to manage. Um, I just have to look at it from a perspective that before I was helping the hiring process, I was just recommending. I, I was basically going off of partly the resume, but mostly the interview. Yeah. Like, if you did well in that interview, I was sold. Um, like, giving that right answer, not lying is, is, is key. Yeah. Um, the last two people I participated, well, I mean... I, I, we, I did help hire an absolute nut yeah. um, at my, my current company, which um, I regret every day. Um, Was it the hot girl? I am going to save that story for another day. All right, all right. Um, I probably want to have an episode where we talk about, like, our most fucked coworkers. Whoa. Not literally fucked. <laughs> <laughs> our most fucked up coworkers. Yeah. Um, but I, I've looked at resumes before and be like, shit, that is a bold choice to put on a resume <laughs> i like that oh shit okay yeah. all right yeah that, that, that's a good story then. yeah uh, but well, yeah i think i'm gonna part of what i'm gonna do is a case study yeah be like write me this document based off of this case study i truth truth told i did this as part of the interview process i just went through yeah uh in order to secure my current position <laughs> like leverage my my uh my offer at another company yeah but um a case study is a good idea to get someone prepared for what the job's going to be like. Yeah. Show me what you think this is supposed like to be like. thought process, right? Right. Knowing what our company does and what this case study is about, give me a document that I... They didn't present it to me. Yeah. Like you would present it to a development team. Yeah. Or a management team or whatever. I'm setting myself up for major disappointment when the first people don't do it properly. Yeah. So that will be interesting. Once HR gets around to it, which I don't know when. <laughs> so you got the title bump, more work, hey, but you didn't have the help yet. I only got the pay raise, which is good enough for me. I mean, they didn't change my email signature, so I still get sent out on the old. Wait, you, you, have to ch- you can't change it yourself? No, it's auto-generated. Oh, shit. I mean, I showed you the pistol, right? The pistol signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, it's yeah. auto-generated. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I am gonna go at the bottom of my email signature, right in some white font. Yeah. 
some random ass message. That will show up at some point. Oh shit, it's yeah. gonna show up on like mobile email. Yeah. Oh fuck, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just stopped. I'd save you from yourself. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I was a smart ass there. So we got some time yeah. left. Hold on, hold on. I got one more oh, shit I want to talk about. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. I know this was fake news, but when I heard about Blake Griffin, this fake news part, having to pay 500, what was it, 500 or 238, some ridiculous ass amount of spells mm-hmm. of support monthly. That was crazy. That grind my gear. So, this is his former wife? No, partner, partner, partner. Partner, partner, yeah. partner. So, he had to pay spells of support because they, they have a kid. Two kids, yeah. Two kids, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean... No, see, like, the whole story is, like, they're going to get married. Mm-hmm. And then a week before they were going to get married, he asked her to sign a prenup. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that's a smart move to do yeah. for him because he's making, like, 37 mil a year playing basketball. Yeah. He's basically, you know, he's probably got another seven years in his career uh, to make money, like, crazy money. Afterwards... That money's probably gonna be gone to strippers, you know, yeah. you know, bottles of like Cristal and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she refused to sign it, so she's he's like, you know, peace out. And then now he was hit with some like crazy. Not at first, the fake news was like some crazy amount. Yeah, like, it was like hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand, like yeah. two hundred or five. I, I don't 300 know, something. I think it was three hundred something. I think it came yeah. up to roughly around three million. Yeah, a year. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, a bitch just judged judge crazy as fuck. Yeah, you think about the situation itself. Like, the sheer... If they could actually prove why they had their their breakup or whatever. If their breakup was caused by her not wanting to sign this agreement. Yeah. Like, isn't that fucking enough to, like, say, okay, you are fucking in the clear? Yeah. Like... Yeah. That's... That's crazy. That is crazy. It's like... I will not sign this prenup. Instead, I will take all this money from you. Thank you. Yeah. Like, uh, the whole idea is like, oh, you get spousal support or child support to maintain the lifestyle that you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how long does this shit last, man? Look, an athlete's career doesn't last 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Most of them. And if, if it does, they probably didn't have a kid when they're 19 or 20. Yeah. So... And if you have to keep paying that goddamn spells over child support for, like, additional 10 years afterwards, I, I, I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Listeners, I'm, if you guys are as passionate about this this topic as I am, uh, do spells of support get readjusted to your annual income? Tom, please, look this up for us. Yes. Prove we know you're the expert. Yes. <laughs> Let me know. Because you because you know this and you've yeah. looked it up before, yeah. or you have had a friend that had to deal with this. Yes, but yeah, like I mean, that's what that's one thing that kind of drives me nuts. Because sometimes you you hear about it, mm-hmm. you hear some other crazy news where it's like someone whose ex wife basically gets like good spousal support, she's getting a good D somewhere else, but they never get married and stuff, and they're just like. Collecting that spousal check, like support check. So I guess as long as she doesn't get remarried, she still gets that 
that check, right? Yeah, or some, some what, shit like what that. What motivation maybe. is there in life? I think it depends on the state too, yeah. right? Like some state will be like, hey, once you like start living with another man, mm-hmm. or you can they can prove you're like with someone someone else, mm-hmm. even though you're not legally married. Yeah, I think it stops. But chances are, it sounds like it doesn't, yeah. and I would be so pissed. I might go OJ Simpson, man. Oh shit. You might not kill her. <laughs> <laughs> you not might drive really fast in a Ford Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that, that was the only thing I wanted to bring up. That is something. Yeah, man, fuck. Like, Nick Lachey and Jessica uh, Simpson, when they broke up, Jessica Simpson been making more money than Nick Lachey. People are fucking shaming Nick Lachey like, hey. Yeah. You can't be asking no spousal support or uh, spousal payment for yeah. from a woman. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what the fuck? The double standards in our society. Yeah. What I need to figure out how I need to do is marry rich and then get that spousal support from that. Get custody of the child and then get spousal support from that girl. You know, that doesn't make any sense. No. What you need, <laughs> to, do, what you need to do is find a cranky old bitch that never had a kid. But it's rich as fuck. And she about to croak. Oh, shit. I need to find that widow. Yeah. I need I need to jump on that Carlo advice and find <laughs> yeah. that widow. We gotta save that for our <laughs> friend Mike. <laughs> uh, Alright, rolling on. So, this is the part of the podcast where we're gonna get into a lot of, like, uh, sports. Uh, more so on the sports scene. I'm yeah. guessing we're going to touch a little bit on the DeMar situation and, and yeah. definitely the John Tavares situation. But you made it this far. Why tune out, right? Yeah. You know, you want to go and talk at the photocopier yeah. with your male co-workers or, you your know... non-binary co-worker. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, talk about the sports scene, you know, chug a couple of beers... You know, or even when you're hanging out with a bunch of guy friends, you know, you want to join in on a conversation, not just talk about the back days of the Michael Jordans, because right now there's been Kobe and LeBron James and now Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, listen up. <laughs> well, so what's first? Let's go DeMar, because I feel like I yeah. want to save a little bit of the JT. Yeah. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, leaving and being... This is probably one of the harder breakups of the NBA. Yeah, like, I don't remember... Such a um, uh, unamicable breakup between a player and a team in recent memory. Yeah, I'm divided because I like DeMar DeRozan because he's a loyal dude. Mm-hmm. And when he signed that contract, he was thinking he's got to finish out his career. Winning or losing, he's been through it all. Mm-hmm. And this is where he wants to be. Right. And I really appreciate it because we've. You know, we've been through the whole Vince Carter thing. Yeah. Chris Vosh. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. But Tracy McGrady was more so because he wanted his own team. Yeah. He wanted to be the alpha dog. But it's it's shit like that where it's like, dude, I get it. Like, you want to win from a from management point of view. You want to win. Mm-hmm. You want to shake things up. Yeah. You know, he is our best best player at that point. And, but, dude, do you go fucking chasing... We're not even going to win a title. Mm-hmm. There's no way. They want to get to that next step. The next step is just getting into the finals to lose to Golden State. Hey, that's more revenue. I, I, I look at it this way. Like, 
I, I look at DeMar DeRozan's situation and I say, okay, he's always worn his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Um, he's always been the kind of guy that speaks his mind. Um, when Sports Illustrated left him off that list, yeah, his tweet, he's like, fuck out of here. Yeah. Right? Like, he went out to prove them wrong, and he did. Yeah, he was easily probably... They didn't put him in top 20. He could yeah. have been arguably top 10 mm-hmm. last year. Um, you got to believe that somehow, some way, the organization, like, wronged him. Yeah. They okay. promised him one thing, and they went and did another thing. And they should never have made that promise in the first place, probably. Because if it's a business, it's a business. Yeah. You, in a business, you don't go around making promises. Yeah. Right? Dude, like, how do you attract other other free agents, right? Like, you mm-hmm. want to be, you want to be the person. You, you ship out Mr. Toronto for yeah. for the NBA. Yeah. This is the guy that's out there pushing the Toronto brand out there, saying how awesome it is here. And you know, he didn't go looking at LA Lakers. He didn't even bother yeah. taking a meeting there. He's like, he saw you guys. You know, the numbers is what it is, mm-hmm. and he he signed and yeah. he stayed. And you fucking turn around and just flip them off for what, like... A guy who doesn't want to be here. Yeah. It's like, what, you're going to try and, like, convince him to, to stay? You got one year to do it. It's not even like a rookie deal where you, you got him for, like, three years. Yeah. And they, they can't go anywhere. And you can... I, I'm not sure the contract situation in, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the NBA and how it works. But, yeah, like... How are you going to convince this guy? That, yeah. that was, that's been like the biggest diva the yeah. last year. I feel like it needs to be on the players to kind of show him, hey, here's what our team is all about. Here's what Toronto's all about. Because no, there's no other way to convince Dude, him. Dude, how are you going to like, how are the players going to even talk about that shit? Like the one guy that's like, again, like Mr. Toronto out mm-hmm. here, like, you know, repping Toronto off for NBA. He gets shipped off. Like mm-hmm. you can't, they can't talk about loyalty. He, yeah, that's true. Um, you just talk about the city and the fans. I mean, there's yeah. still only that that aspect hasn't changed. Yeah. Okay. But when you flip it around, if the guy's healthy and he's mm-hmm. motivated to play, which probably will be because it's contract, it's contract year. year. Yeah. But again, he doesn't. He can play like shit anyways because mm-hmm. someone else is gonna throw him that max max money. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Like I mean, he can be a top five player. Mm-hmm. People say like he's it's, he can be the MVP mm-hmm. of, of the league. If he, he's motivated to play, so I, I see where that argument comes from. But man, it just sucks, man. The Rosen, I, I feel for him, even though I shouldn't feel for him because he's making like a cool like thirty mil a year. Yeah, I mean, and he's going to a state that has no state tax. Yeah. Oh, even better for him. Yeah. So he will get over it quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. He will have a chip on his shoulder this season. Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully it works out for him. But let's talk about the big thing. J motherfucking T. Man. Jonathan T. Oh, no, John. Johnny. John. Johnny T. Johnny T. I remember where I was when Johnny T got signed. I was in a cottage up near, like, Aurelia and shit. Yeah. Just, like, I was the only one that was following hockey. So I was just, like, getting all excited and shit to myself. Yeah. I was, like, you know, saying, oh, at least I'm about to sign, like, John Tavares. And, like, I was looking around at everyone. And no one knew what the fuck I was talking about. You hang out with a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do. But whatever. I'm the, I guess I'm the biggest weirdo in that group because I'm the That's only true. fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember doing dishes and I turn around and I'm like, oh, oh, you know, John Tavares 
Sending out the tweet. It doesn't seem real to me. Like, I know we've been involved in these player meetings before. Like, Brad Richards. Yeah. Like, Fabian Brunstrom and that shit. <laughs> like, we were... Steven Stamkos. We were, like, doing these pitch. And, like, we knew we had no chance of getting no players. Because yeah, yeah. those guys didn't want the Toronto media attention. And our team sucked, sucked dick yeah. back then. But this is a different situation. Like, we went in as, like, favorites. Yeah. I'm not sure if you recall a conversation we had before relating to when the whole Stamkos sweeps they fell out. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, like... On to the next one, which is, like, John Tavares. Yeah. That's the next target. I didn't believe you. Yeah, like, yeah. The, I was pointing out, like, you know what? At the end of the day, hmm. I was thinking John Tavares has the more, like, the, the mindset mm-hmm. to come and deal with a situation, the environment yeah. of Toronto versus, like, Steven Stamkos. But when was the Stamkos deal signed? What year was that? Do you remember? it was uh, two years two ago. Two years ago. So, at that point, were the Leafs, like, the worst team in the league? They were, but... Did we have Austin Matthews there? I think we did. Was it two years ago the summer? Because it would have been Matthews' first year coming, upcoming. Yeah. Like, so I mean, we I was wondering, did we draft Matthews yet? I'm not sure. But at that point, I was like, oh, the Islanders are... I think they were a playoff team then. I'm like, the Islanders are on the cusp of contending with the players that they have. Yeah, right I think now. they were. They have one good playoff series against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. So I'm thinking, there's no way... Tavares is probably going to leave the island to yeah. join another team. Yeah. Especially, yeah, but us, if there was one player, like one yeah. like elite player out there yeah. that would, it would be John Tavares. Just the makeup of it, and it's just like, if he's not winning anything, yeah. though, and like, Stamkos been to the finals. Yeah. Been to like multiple like conference finals. So he's had that success. Yeah. And he knows like what team he has. And that team is ready. That team is a perennial contender. Exactly. Yeah. Well, while he's healthy, that team is a perennial contender. And I can see why he didn't go that way. Mm -hmm. But like John Tavares, I'm like, there's no way. If the Islanders were winning and they won a cup, then yeah, for sure. Because Islander has that like that legacy going on, like, back in the 80s when they won, like, what, five in a row? Yeah. And it, it was the perfect storm of, like, bad shit that went down in Long Island. They had no players to play with. They yeah. had no fucking arena. Yeah. Like, playing in that old barn in, on Nassau County um, Memorial Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an old building, but at least the ice was, like... Well, it's the only de- thing that's in there. Decent ice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they play in the Barclays Center. The ice is horrible. The obstructive views. The fans can't see the game. Yeah. No one's going to the games. Yeah. They have no... He has no players to play with. Like, yeah. Like, a perfect storm. It no, is. No goaltending. They had no goalies. Yeah, no goalies. And then you turn around, you come here. You have a chance to contend, like you said. Mm-hmm. Let's say... Worst case scenario that can possibly happen is... If shit doesn't go down, right, with Austin Matthews mm-hmm. and he forces a trade. You know what... That would leave us with 10 mil to spend. Yeah. And that can be allocated to, like, Marner and yeah. Neilander right there. Or give us another another center or another winger. Or even a D-man. Yeah. Like, the, the money can be spent. Like, he took less money than, you know, what he could have made out there. Yeah. To play in Toronto. And I can't imagine Matthews getting more than what John, uh, John Tavares would get. Yeah. I mean, at this stage in his career, probably not. But he would have to come to understand that 
And I don't know this whole like feud between him and Babcock. Probably media generated. Probably Fucking over. Mr. Probably Probably overblown to an extent. Yeah. But I think one of Matthews' biggest gripes was his ice time, his power play share, yeah. and his ice time. That's not going to change now that Tavares is on the team. It's probably going to get worse, dude. But like. The Leafs power play was one of the tops, so like yeah. you can't you can't sit. He has to look at it and be like, you know what, that first power play unit was rolling. Yeah, they were scoring like JVRs, like Ned and these goals top corner down yeah. low. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, if they weren't producing and they weren't throwing you out there, then yeah, that makes sense. But if they're rolling and they mm-hmm. can produce, then you're not gonna change it up. Yeah, I think you know this year you might have a different kind of a different situation going. Like, you have Tavares, but you're going to want to give Tavares as much power play time as possible. You're going to want to give Matthews as much as possible. How is that going to happen? Maybe you put them both on the same line. Yeah, someone's going to have to lose out on it. But at the end of the day, I think Matthews is good. But everyone's been talking about how he's, like, you know, one of the best. Mm -hmm. And we were doing a quick chat on the side before we can easily list out maybe five to ten players that are above them yeah you've got your Crosby's your um, McDavid's yeah Evgeny Malkin and John Tavares yeah you know Stamkos maybe not so well not anymore maybe Nikita Kucherov it could be it could be very like if it was it's just right above yeah Austin Matthews it's not like he's like the fifth player right um it's just like I don't I think it's all again media generated you, the states mm-hmm. is really trying to push for a American player to kind of be the face of the NHL right right because right now it's really Russians and like Russians mm-hmm. Canadians it's just the last 10 12 years right so they want to kind of push towards having like you know Matthews and it probably didn't help yeah. that he scored fucking four yeah. goals in his first game. Yeah, you got Matthews, you got Jack Eichel. Um, this is the next kind of wave yeah. uh, of American players. And I don't blame them for trying to push the sport in America. Um, I think Matthews has the potential to be a top ten player in the league. But he's not a generational talent. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I, don't I, I hesitate to put him... There's Crosby, and then there's McDavid. Yeah. And I don't see anyone else in the same league as them. Yeah. Then you have a whole bunch of players in yeah. that in that next tier. You yeah. got Kucherov and Tarasenko and mm-hmm. Kane still. Yeah. And a bunch of players that are in that next tier. Tavares, maybe Evgeny Malkin. Mm-hmm. Ovechkin is kind of at the front of that tier as well. Yeah. I put Matthews in that group. Yeah, I, I think I would put Ovi as a generational player, but yeah. like as a scoring generational player versus yeah. like a complete yeah. uh, player in that sense. Um but yeah, like, yeah, a lot of talks have been pushed out that he's a generational player. Mm-hmm. And he may he may yet prove to be one. Yeah, but when you look at the numbers wise, mm-hmm. is he a points per game player? But then you make the argument: is he getting the ice time that he should be getting? Because Ovechkin goes on to his team, or Crosby goes on to his team. McDavid, they get all the ice time in the world. They're playing over twenty minutes a game. Matthews is not seeing that ice time yet. He's not getting that that time. Did you say Crosby? I don't think Crosby ever played like crazy amount of uh, minutes. His his minutes are pretty much in the 18s, right? I mean, at this stage in his career, with Evgeny Malkin 
healthy in yeah. the lineup. He's not getting that kind of ice time, but he's getting those prime zone entr- those zone um, starts. Yeah, um, those prime minutes in the offensive zone to produce. Where Matthews might be starting a bit, maybe in his own zone. They're not starting Tyler. They weren't starting Tyler Bozak in his own zone, right? Yeah, giving Matthews the defensive. No, it was zone like Kadri. Kadri gets the the defensive zone starts as yeah, well. Yeah, but I mean, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's but, a great player. Yeah, like listen. I like I, the fact that we, yeah. we have him. But listen, I like I like him. I, if he's I don't pushing know. towards like McDavid yeah. money, yeah. that's where I'm kind of put stop and be like, hey, I don't think you're a McDavid player. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where his head's going to be at. Certainly, if the team starts to have success, mm-hmm. but I think winning a playoff series goes a long way towards if he actually does have some of these feelings in his head, where it's like you got knocked out in the first round. Of course, yeah. you're feeling upset. You're like, I should have, I should have fucking played more. I should have yeah. been out there more. He didn't, like he that, didn't do well in that yeah, series. Yeah, in our in our podcast, we were talking about how our earlier hockey podcast yeah. we were saying like, hey, these guys like. The best player there yeah. in that series was Mitch Martin. Yeah, but and Mitch Martin is gunning to be. He, Mitch Martin doesn't want to be like the fucking Robin in this Batman and Robin mm-hmm. thing going. But Mitch Martin's got like, like pride that he mm-hmm. wants to be the best player, and yeah. he thinks that he's probably as good as like Austin Matthews. And you know what? If he's playing with JT, he could easily be getting the most points on the team. Yeah, it, it is possible, and like. I mean, I'm not out to vilify Austin Matthews. Again, I think the media is behind most of this. Yeah. So, like, let him, you know, put his money where his mouth is and mm-hmm. see where or where the media's mouth is. Let's see what he can produce in this season, a full season, as a player who has to share the leadership role on this team. But, yeah, the, the, the media is pushing towards this, like, whole narrative of, like, oh, who's going to see? Mm-hmm. Do you really see... Austin Matthews as the type of player to wear to see? Uh, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what kind of decision they could make because they they groomed... I wouldn't say they groomed, but is all the stars have been lining up to him being the captain of this team. Yeah. All of a sudden, John Tavares drops in. Yeah. He has been a captain in, in this league before. Mm-hmm. Do you set him up as the captain? right away on this team, knowing that this has been Austin Matthews' team for the last two seasons. It's a tough decision to make. I don't yeah. I don't know what's the right decision either way. Yeah, I know it's all ceremonial, this whole C mm-hmm. thing, but at the end of the day, being the, the captain of, you know, the Leafs mm-hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. Like, when you watch, like, winning the cup, the, the one person that gets the best shot of lifting the cup mm-hmm. is the captain. Right. And for us to talk about this, this is like, we have a legitimate shot at winning a cup. Yeah. And who would you want to see lift that cup? For me, like, I want to see a Toronto boy, mm-hmm. you know, lifting that cup. It might, I'm not saying that's not mean less for, for Austin Matthews if yeah. he was the captain to lift it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, He's not from Toronto. Right. And it's just, when you imagine, like, people lifting a cup, it's like Dave Keon and yeah. and those type of players. And there's, a, there's like, something about them, mm. like, the character of them. Right. That's 
that's why they lift the cup. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we don't know what's going through any of these guys' yeah. heads, or, right? Or so, even cares. Yeah, right. So they could bring in, like, certainly he might understand, hey, they just brought in, I don't know how long Tavares has been in the league, seven or eight years or whatever, ten, ten years. I don't know how long yeah. he's played. They brought in twenty-seven, right? They so. brought in this guy who has been a captain of a team for whatever five, five plus years, years yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like he has all this experience in the world. Make him captain. I want him to be captain. Yeah. Put that fucking A on me though. Yeah. yeah. Bozak is gone or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, certainly you might understand. I don't know. We're kind of playing up this persona in our head, you mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. Of like what Matthews might do if he's not captain. Like he's gonna pout and take his puck and go home. Yeah may not be the case, right? Mm-hmm. He may be really excited. Finally, they got us some help, some scoring help. Yeah. Finally, I don't have to play with Zach Hyman anymore. The smart thing to do for him is just like, it's like a Patrick Kane kind of yeah. situation, right? Patrick Kane is the best offensive player on on the Blackhawks. Yeah. But he's not wearing an AR suit. No, because he punches cabbies in the head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. That's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, you don't have to wear the airs, whatever the case is. I think if there's any thing that he needs to kind of just focus on, he he is a leader on this team, so they can put an A on him or whatever. He needs to focus on bringing his game to the next level. Yeah, and if he's have if he has a feud with this coach, I think he probably needs to listen to this coach. Yeah, because this coach has actually made several of our players better players. Yeah, in the last two or three years, mm-hmm. right? You look at. Um, and Nazem Kadri, yeah, made him a much better player. I mean, he had a brain fart in the playoffs, but yeah. he's been a much better player. You look at our defensemen, Morgan Riley and, and Jake Gardner, how better they are now at exiting the zone with the puck than before. Yeah, that whole change in philosophy that this coach has brought on has made mm-hmm. our team better. Yeah. So you need Matthews probably got to listen to him if he's if he's a little on the fence now. Yeah, trust that this guy knows what he's doing, but. At the end of the day, you know, that's mm-hmm. still, yeah, we have JT lined up, so I'm, I'm happy we're at. I, I actually got to f- drag myself to some games this year. I don't know if, if you're going to, I don't know if you're going to be able to go. Yo, with that director money, you got to yeah. hook me up. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm still going to be trying to win this free contest to try and go. You got to tell, you, you gotta tell, you gotta tell your company, <laughs> hook you up. Oh, I don't know if they're going to do that. I'm going to see if I can expense it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cultural event. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that'd be sick. Go get, get a box. Yeah. I don't make that much. <laughs> All right. I, I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, thanks for dropping by. I know it's going to be a little bit tougher the next couple of months just yeah. to do these recording, but it's always fun. Maybe I should do a monologue. Or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, do a monologue. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> but, Yeah. Hope you enjoyed this one. Stay tuned. Thanks for your time. Peace. Bye.